We have the new Mac Pro going on sale, well, this week. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's expensive. It's going to be expensive. No. I mean, it, every time you see this particular device get mentioned, the price is part of it. As you can see in the headline here, CNBC, Apple's $5,999 Mac Pro goes on sale this week. It's like the price and the product have, they are equally important. Mm -hmm. And now for, for the record, I'm not saying that the cost is unjustified. I mean, people have done a comparative analysis and said, if you were to spec out a PC with the exact same specifications, you would also be spending a few dollars. Mm. People have said that. But... I think really the reason it's standout, that the prices stand out, is not as much about this particular device and its specs, but more about what's happened in the computer segment, personal computer segment, and I guess technology, the, the greater technology segment, where big ticket prices are just less commonplace in general. And what most people are doing on their devices don't require big ticket prices. And so when you have the rest of the marketplace pushing prices down lower, I mean, you got people working on Chromebooks for 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, this pro equipment, it, it looks glaringly expensive by comparison versus once upon a time. I don't remember. Well, I think my first 486 computer, it was expensive. It was like a couple thousand dollars or something. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was just accepted that that these were fringe devices, fringe in the sense that you weren't, that they were going to be expensive and you weren't going to be changing them or upgrading them all the time and, and all the rest of it. But anyway, this is, this particular device, it's coming out. Uh, you can order it. They didn't, like, did they say the actual ship date? It doesn't look like it yet, but you can order it beginning Tuesday, December 10th. Probably the time you're watching this, you can go ahead and order it yourself. The other notable thing with this particular device, it's, this is the Trump Mac. That's the other name for it. The Why Trump, is that? The Trump Mac. Because it's made, it's being assembled in Austin, Texas. Texas. So he went down and then it was a meme because he opened the, yeah. he says, I opened this place. He yeah. showed up, he said, I opened this place. I've been here for five minutes, yeah. but like I, I looked over the drawings. I had them put this place up. I opened it up. Yeah. They haven't been doing anything here until I got. P I hired the whole staff as soon as I got here. Mm -hmm. Tim looked at me, said, "Hey, help me out, Donald," and I just hired the whole staff as soon as I got here. <laughs> but it's notable nonetheless because the original word on this was that it wasn't going to be assembled in Texas like the previous version was, and so you had the uh, you had the push from Trump on the political end saying. No, Apple, you got to do some stuff here in the States. And Apple, they kind of did this a small gesture because in terms of the overall scope of their company, this is a relatively insignificant commitment. It's a handful of employees compared to what they're, what they're employing elsewhere in the world from a manufacturing, from an assembly standpoint. Uh, Apple confirmed to CNBC it will begin taking orders at a new Mac Pro on Tuesday, December 10th. And they're also going to launch it alongside the new 6K Pro Display XDR. That's a, that's a, that's a display, Will. That's mm -hmm. a monitor. You want to know the price of that monitor, Will? How much? That's another 4999 sir. So if you weren't already a little concerned about the upfront costs for the system... You're going you're gonna to throw in another 5Gs for the monitor because you've got to have this monitor. You, you're not allowed to, ha to have a Mac Pro on the desk without this display, XDR. Mm. You understand? Now, I know our buddy John over at TLD, he did some comparative analysis himself to other displays of similar capabilities and said, hey, man, I'm looking at the Sony production monitors with similar specs and those things are expensive. This is actually a good deal. No one ever thought $5,000 was a good deal on anything. Mm. But once you start getting into the weird pro realm, all of a sudden you get some crazy price points. You know, anytime we're ordering equipment around here, 
that's in the pro realm. You just adjust yourself for these ridiculous yeah. because because it's a smaller vo volume marketplace, and so the margins have to be a little higher. It's like a thirty percent markup. At least, at least, and you and, and from a business perspective, you understand it. Now, the issue that Apple has, and the reason Apple takes so much heat for this type of pricing. It's because people don't perceive Apple in the same framework as they do those other professional types of products because we're used to Apple as a consumer brand. So you, you can't help but filter this as if it's another consumer product. Mm. But it's important to note Apple was in the pro market. Arguably, they were in the pro market at the same time they entered the consumer market. Pre-iPhone, they were a computer company. But it's hard to remember that. And then you could spend a fortune on some of those earliest Apple computers as well. So maybe you got to give them a fair shake and say, all right, I kind of understand what's going on here. Nonetheless, it's going to be a small market thing. It's not going to be for everyone, nor is owning any PC of this magnitude and this price point. But individuals in creative professionals, people hate that terminology. I saw a comment once that that was a pretentious title, creative professional. How dare you? How dare you, creative professional? Like it's somehow. It's offensive. Well, like it's somehow you're, you fancy yourself a little too much. Mm. Don't go fancying yourself. Will, talking to you. Me? Yeah. Why? Don't go fancying yourself like that. All right. But for those people, I'm serious. I don't know what that means. Video editors, people working in Hollywood, uh, whatever th uh, 3D various 3D software people like to use, you could see some, some units getting swapped out, particularly because the previous version, Mac Pro, the trash can, wasn't received all that well because they, went, they were so aggressive on the form factor. And as you know now, they moved back to a more traditional form factor. So there was some heating, heating and cooling issues with this form factor. It was aggressive, it was ambitious, taking nothing away from it. I thought it was cool, the trash can, even though it looks like a trash can. I spec'd one out for myself. I used it for editing, exporting for a while, but I did the GPUs did burn burn out on me and I had to have a replacement twice. So and I don't I don't think I was the only one. Again, it was just an ambitious form factor when you considered the horsepower that went in there. So Apple went back to a more traditional form factor for those professional users. So I think they actually might sell a few of these. Hmm. And you know. That's the way it goes, is you, you, you make, a, make a mistake. Maybe it's not a mistake, but you go after one thing. You're ambitious in one direction, and you recognize that's not really what that user is looking for, and you backtrack, and so we have a rectangle. So what? Mm -hmm. It's a rectangle. But what's really getting guys pumped up about these things is obviously what's housed inside, mm -hmm. maybe even more so than the external appearance. So... They're going to sell a few of them, but it's going to remain small market. So it's not really worth getting upset about. Mm -hmm. If you're not in the market for it, trust me, you're not in the market for it. Does Apple make a few dollars here? Yeah, they're going to make a few dollars. What do you not? You, what do you expect? They give, they're going to give it to you? You ever looked at, you ever seen their logo, Will? Apple's I mean, looking at it, you have to pay them. Yeah, they, their logo. Way too expensive. It's a dollar sign. I don't know if you noticed. It's not, a, <laughs> it's not actually an Apple. You you draw it's like the Illuminati thing. You flip it sideways. You turn it twenty degrees. Then you mm. the dollar sign is in there. I don't know if you ever noticed it, mm. but yeah, of course. Where do you think this the trillion dollars came from? Where did it come from? I don't know. It's like people walking through Las Vegas thinking they're gonna win on the slot machine. Today's the day. It's like wait, this building is really nice. Wonder how all that happened. Yeah. Wonder uh, what nice man put this building here <laughs> for me to gamble in. Like what a nice, for me to win money. What a nice gentleman. Yeah. There's no windows. Yeah, just, and they're uh, pumping oxygen in here. How nice of them. Everything's so I can gamble daylight. longer. So I can win more money. Yeah. You see how that goes, Will? So yeah, you got to do what you do if you're Apple. You're Tim, you do what you do. Few people are going to make a few things on these, on these devices. And who knows, you'll probably watch it on Netflix. Mm. You'll probably watch something somebody made on these new Mac Pros on Netflix which we're going to get to a Netflix story towards the end of this show here today. So stick around. Uh, next up, we have an alleged render. Giz China coming through. Chinese gadget reviews, baby. It actually 
looks like a photo. It almost looks like a leaked marketing image, mm. but they're calling it a render. And it's a side profile of potentially the upcoming Huawei P40. I used the P30 for a period of time. For whatever reason, I feel like I gravitated more to the P series than the Mate series in general as, as I was using Huawei devices. Of course, I, of course, as far as the P30 was concerned, couldn't find, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't find a case I liked for it. Mm. <laughs> that was too bad. <laughs> <laughs> would have been nice i don't know if anybody wants to make it i don't know yeah i don't know we'll see maybe support for huawei coming up i don't know we see how it works out on the votes but i would i would like to support huawei if possible if the numbers are out there we'll see but it's hard when you get into the the various other brands and you pull i pulled the audience and it was interesting to see just how many you know, the percentage map of what people are using Mm -hmm. There was as many Apple users as there were in the other category, like 30-something percent. We had like 600,000 votes for different devices on the YouTube page. And, of course, there's the device vote mechanism on the later case site. And it was a big part of the motivation, as I've mentioned in the past, is to find a way to support far more devices than were currently being supported out in the marketplace. So you can see the list there of devices people people are hoping for i think one of the early ones on the list is actually going to be the pocophone which you you can't there's no third party accessories very few third party accessories for something like that beyond your typical plastic case if you want something different it's going to be tough but the huawei devices are interesting to me as well because they're sort of premium price tag to begin with and one of the drawbacks you might feel about going gravitating towards an alternative brand than you're used to say if you move away from apple is wait what's the accessory ecosystem looking like over there mm -hmm. and that was a real strength of the apple ecosystem for a long time certainly in the early days you could get i mean you had a thousand different accessories to choose from with the earliest iphones you flip over to some samsung galaxy early days and all of a sudden you head to the head to the store mm -hmm. You know, the Galaxy section is like three three objects over there hanging on the shelf. Mm -hmm. you, f you felt second class. Yeah. And so it kind of was not an ideal experience. Anyway, we have this side profile, the P40, and one thing you're able to take away from it, it's got this aggressive waterfall situation going on, which probably pulled from the latest Mate series. Now, maybe not quite as aggressive. That was the most aggressive I've seen, was the latest Mate device. I put the picture on social media. That thing is really wrapping around the back of the phone. Practicality, well, you're going to need some extended usage to figure that one out. But from a visual standpoint, man, it, it does make an impact. You cannot deny it makes an impact from a visual standpoint. So anyway, the P40 is probably going to take some inspiration or shared DNA, the P series from the Mate series. There's the image that I was talking about. That's a crazy wraparound waterfall display. So this may take some inspiration from there, but maybe not as aggressive. Uh, there's also, supposedly, people can tell just from this subtle image that there's going to be an increase in scale on the camera bump. And likely four cameras, though some are even speculating five. Hmm. It's getting wild out there. 2019, Willie Dude. Five. What a time to be alive. Are we, uh, are there too many cameras going on? Or? I think it's getting out of hand. Might be. You can't concentrate anymore. It's too many. You go to snap a photo real quick. You try to capture the moment. You're having a blast. It's a party. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're cycling through five different cameras and everyone's gone. Yeah. And you're standing in a room alone. Like, hey. And the music is gone, and you have no idea what happened. Yeah. And the lights are on, and you're staring at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> Where did the, the mirror come from? <laughs> no, you know what I'm talking about? Like, that, that experience, if you're... And, of course, this is not me in, like, a decade. But you're at, one of, you're at a bar or a club or something, and, and you, think it's, you think you're cool. You think you're cool for a minute maybe around 1.30 a.m. or something. You have a moment, you had a couple beers, so you're cool. And then, and then 
it's getting ready to wind down and all the people who run the place are sober and they've seen it every night and it's so annoying and boring to them yeah and you but you and your friends you're the cool like this is and then sure enough it gets ready to shut down and the lights come on and it's just a grim reality that hits you yeah of just how the music and the lights are just off at the same time and it's or just, the lights are on it's almost like you begin like, to hear the fluorescent hum and and you're just what have i done what what am i doing yeah. god you're forced realization yeah you 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 all of a sudden run the analysis on yourself that's the mirror i was talking about so that could be you you're that's you at that party and you're going through your five camera lenses right at the moment that that happens and the lights come on and you hate yourself yeah it's just sadness for cycling five different cameras but no you you know what it is will it's just competition that's all it is it's healthy it's becoming harder to to make the case that that you should be getting the attention in this marketplace or that you should be considered in this marketplace at all comparative to what else is out there and if other premium phone makers are doing something similar if samsung's throwing more cameras people never thought apple was going to have three cameras sitting on the back mm-hmm. people never thought they'd see it happen but eventually it's the way it goes i mean i i remember once again going back to the old days of pcs and 486s and what i remember when you would see the pentium 4 sticker on there you say oh man i gotta have one of those mm. it was a spec spec chasing but you can't help it. Even if you don't think you're going to use it, you kind of want to have the option. You kind of right. want to know that you're spending the grand and it's there, whether I use it or don't use it. Uh, some other stuff that can be taken away here from this little leaked image, or at least some other specs that are being predicted. 6.57-inch AMOLED display with a dual-hole-punch design. What? A dual-hole-punch? Did we see that yet? No. So that's going to be an interesting look. It's going to look like a, a face or something with a couple of eyes on it, depending how far they space them. But they'd have to actually be towards the center to control that strange effect that happened with the S10, S10 Plus, where you kind of have to, if you're, if you're trying to take a selfie or video conference or something, you have to kind of tip the thing a little bit right. because the hole punches up in the corner was not an issue for me ever because i'm not really doing that extensively but you would just assume that huawei's probably going to put them somewhat close together so two hole punches near the center that'll be interesting to see if that does actually happen and then uh also in terms of the internals expected to pack a kirin 990 5g soc and september 2020 Specs wise, okay. Oh baby, the do- the dogs are interested in the P40. Maybe that's their next phone. I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting. Definitely worth looking at. It also looks crazy thin in this particular image. Mm-hmm. It looks it looks really thin, and that's one thing that happens with the waterfall display, is that the perception there becomes a perception of thinness that's even beyond the physical structure because the frame of the device shrink so much so i get it i hear the criticism where do i grip the thing where do i hold what do i do i hear all that but there's no doubt when you hold on to it there's kind of a futuristic vibe it's impressive from an engineering standpoint even if the practicality is limited you saw this story i'm sure elon musk he's out on the town he's driving around in a cyber truck he's just booting around town as you would if you're elon musk and you, uh, you're in Bel Air, as yes. you are. At what, Nobu? Actually, I don't think Nobu's in Bel Air. I just know he lives in Bel Air. Oh, okay. Or yeah. I think he actually, I saw an article, he owns like seven houses in Bel Air or something like that. So he's just driving this thing. That's what he is. Well, there's right so a lot of people had questions about that because it has no side mirrors. Right. Apparently, there's some sort of a way that if you're working on a vehicle and you're an automaker, you can have uh experimental or temporary vehicles out on the road for testing with a special license but i don't even does he even he gets pulled over in that i'm elon musk this is the cyber truck yeah the cops are like yeah you're right sorry 
I just don't see it happening. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody cares. I think people realize what they're looking. I'm not saying that uh, people get upset at that, Will. People get mad at that. Billionaires living billionaire lives. <clears throat> I don't know. What do you want here? You want nobody out driving it? You want nobody caring? You want nobody? Imagine Elon never drove the thing ever in his life. He was driving a Volvo. Well, I saw him drive on the highway here. That's uh... that's rude, Will. See? I don't know why people are so mad at billionaires. Look at the, Look at this. He's just got to get where he's going. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. He's just, I mean, he's late for an important meeting. He's got a lot of people waiting for him. He's got a, uh, who does he have a, he has to have a call, an earnings call. Yeah. He's late for the earnings yeah. call. <laughs> Talk to the investors. No, but you know what I'm saying? I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, you hope that he's complying with whatever he has to comply with, but the thing has to get out on the road for over the next couple of years. I, you don't want customers to be the first ones driving it out there. It, it actually, you want it to be tested on the road. Mm -hmm. I do. Anyhow, he goes to Nobu, as you do, as you would. Uh, Willie Doo's very familiar. Mm -hmm. He's there. I mean, you can catch him once a week at least. Nobu, yeah. wherever it is. Beverly Hills, I don't know. Malibu. He was at the Malibu location. Saturday night. Swanky. Great Nobu. Spot. And as he's pulling out, he hits he hits the pylon, which became a news story because it's Elon Musk. And the funny thing is the pylon is actually saying, and The Verge pointed this out, the pylon is saying no left turns. And he knocks over the pylon while turning left because he's in a cyber truck, as you would. That's what you do in a cyber truck. If you see no left turns or must turn right, you plow over that pylon and turn left. You see? There's no no pylon can tell you what to do in a cyber truck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. You know, Will, I look at this stuff and I realize Elon, he has his own, he has an army of people that follow him and support him, but he of course also has an army of people that want to tear him down, take him down, because he's obviously successful and doing cool things. Uh it's not, it's not easy out there. You're under the microscope, right? He pulls up in this cyber truck, and for everybody that comes over and says, man, that's cool, and he gets that love, and he gets that, that positive affirmation, there's, the other people are lining up on the internet waiting for you to hit a pylon. Right, right. Because people just love to balance it out. People, they want to play the game, you know? Yeah, they want to be involved. They want to just play the game. They want to ha -ha. decide. Elon hit the pylon. Yes. yes. Ha ha. Elon hit the pylon. I mean, how many times has that pylon hit at Nobu every Thursday night? I mean, look at that terrible location, that pylon. But it doesn't matter. It's a cyber truck. It's Elon Musk. Now it matters. It gets hit by anyone else, by an average citizen, Will. They just go on with their evening. Mm -hmm. Even an average rich guy. He hits it. He goes home and takes a shower, goes to bed. <laughs> it's, it's nothing. It's a pylon. But it's just a better, it's just a, it's more fun to participate in. You got a target and a take, and it all becomes part of your 2019 worldview. Mm -hmm. Billionaires pay more taxes. My life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a pylon, man. Just a pylon. I don't know. Anyway, I the cool the the interesting thing about this is you get to catch a glimpse of Cybertruck in real life, see what that's like, and the thing it looks aggressive. That's the other thing. It just looks and feels aggressive right. in general. Uh, it, it really to me comes off on the street as an off-road Lambo. That's really just what I feel about it. It's an off-road Lambo, and there were other videos that emerged from the same evening. A guy caught some cool clips of the Cybertruck on the highway also, probably heading, heading back from this dinner at Nobu. And so the thing is starting to look, it's starting to look real. Kirk's loving that image right there. It's interesting how the lights only hit the first line. The roof just disappears. Mm. 
in the night in the night lights. So so he's out there. He's living it up, man. He's living it up. He's driving around a cyber truck, the first one that's out there. I also heard another uh, quick note. They're going to uh, change around the production schedule for the powerful version, the triple motor version. It's going to flip with the cheaper version because of the demand, the demand, the number oh, really? of orders that went in for the for the fast one. Because that's what people need hmm. if they're if they're ordering one of these enormous six thousand pound unparkable yeah. machines. You gotta go all the way. Yeah, they need more acceleration. <laughs> in into the uh, parallel parking spot. I mean, it won't make that noise at all, obviously. It'll be like, <laughs> But nonetheless, yeah. Elon's out there. Shout out, Elon. Speaking of electric vehicles, Mercedes EQS is approaching. It's coming closer. And this, the image that you're looking at there, Will, is a, I believe it's a concept image. But it, it, it's got a futuristic thing going on. Oh, yeah. And I think Very cool. we are on the cusp. Didn't you always want to be on the cusp, Will? Yes. The fringe. Fringe cusp. We're on the cusp, I think, of the actual futuristic vehicles coming. I think. Like in terms of design? Just the kind of stuff when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. You look at the some sci-fi thing or whatever. The kind of thing... You expected in 2020, but it didn't feel like it was going to happen. And then it kind of all happened at once. I think, well, com coming back to Elon, you can you can give him some credit for the expedited nature of this particular advancement. Because this EQS has got a future vibe. And I think buyers are going to start to demand the future vibe. It's going to be the aspirational aesthetic. Uh, even though people freak out, they look at it, the futuristic vibe or whatever, and just as many people hate it as love it. Mm -hmm. But at least that's something happening. There's a metric, there's some activity, some action. And in some cases, I, well, in most cases, at least now when the, no, when the web is so noisy and the signal is so f hard to find, Getting people talking is more important than than not having anybody mad, than than doing the thing that will not upset anyone, mm -hmm. because it's almost like directly correlated with as many people that are going to be really upset are going to be people that really love it and almost love the fact that those people are upset. Like a guy like Kirk, he's going to drive the Cybertruck around, and he's going to be almost happy that it bugs you, because now we're all playing games. He's finding joy in your suffering. What is that? This Sh is what people Shaden do. Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude? Yeah, this is what people... What are you guys doing? Are we having <laughs> podcast talk on the show right now? The two of you? Well, Can we take it easy over there? Whatever that little fest going on? You're having a music festival over there. You guys are at Coachella right now. Anyway, EQS, it's going to be a large sedan. In, in terms of scale, it's going to fit between the current... E-Class and S-Class Benz, it will kind of target the Tesla Model S in terms of a comparative vehicle that currently exists that's also all electric. And they've invested a ton of money, Mercedes. I haven't covered it here on the show yet, but it's in the billions. I believe it's 11. Yeah, Daimler is investing $11.8 billion in the, in the brand's electric fleet and 1.2 billion into battery production those are big that's money will that's 11 billion dollars 11.8 yeah. that's money you can do stuff with that and that's the thing about the traditional automakers they got cash mm -hmm. they got cash they make sales and so it's going to be interesting to see what they're capable of delivering they've also got a concept in the same line as the EQS, but targeting the Tesla Model Y. And that's a hatchback style, which also has a maybe slightly less futuristic vibe, but it's also looking kind of cool, all electric. So they're going to attack every at every single area of the, the uh, segment. Mm. 
every segment within the segment of automotive. And they're not going to be alone. You're going to see Audi. You're going to see, obviously, we've talked about the Taycan. That's kind of a, a different, uh, different market vehicle. But this is where stuff is moving. When you look at the graph in, down below, top 20 electric vehicles in the world, January to, to October 2019, you see the Model 3 is just dominating any other vehicle. No, no, these other vehicles just haven't been all that compelling. All these other manufacturers took the approach of efficiency first and their uh, futuristic look didn't have the, the highest cool factor. It was more strictly utility. And it's obvious that the market wants something else, that the market based on these numbers is demanding something else. And now we're seeing a lot more movement into that direction. And here's another player, the Mercedes EQS. One thing I'll say about Mercedes, well, being a luxury brand, one thing they can leverage that Tesla still is really is Tesla's still working on is kind of those the little details in in uh, automaking. You go inside of a say an S class or something, it's little stitching over here and uh, some wood trim or some. Uh, fancy carbon or it's the little details yeah when you get inside there the padding of the seats and the stitching on the seat and the seat belt yeah years and years of feedback and and, and the craftsmen the people in the company that are coming up with these these uh or, or are experts in those individual fields that take decades mm. to sort of hash out and so that's one area that Tesla's got to be looking at right now is with all these traditional automotive companies getting into electric in a big way, investing $12 billion, what do they have that we don't in their century of automotive experience? And so now you have to start, because again, this is what happens with competition. Will everything gets better. That's the beauty of it. Everything gets better. And, and, and it doesn't even matter how people feel about it, right? This is why I thought it was it's genius the way Elon treats it on social media when he's saying, you know, congratulating other players in the, in the space because those players end up being a motivator for him. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize it when you're in the game or when you're outside the game, I should say. You don't realize it. But those, you really want competition. Mm-hmm. It pushes people to think differently mm-hmm. that's apple's thing yeah but just just pushes in general to work harder to to innovate ultimately in a vacuum i don't know what the it's harder to figure it out you know i play hockey well mm-hmm. if you're just playing by yourself what's what are you doing are you playing at all i don't yeah. know barely you're practicing you're practicing it ain't but real. But that's not like a real competition. It's not until you have some another team to play against that you know where you actually are. Yes. Anyway. So this is good. I think this is all good news. Windows 10, uh, no good news over there. I don't know if anybody is still using Windows. I'm talking about Windows 10 Mobile, by the way. Mm. Apologies. I don't know if anyone is still using this OS, Windows Phone. People remember Windows Phone. I'm sure there's some audience members that are on a windows phone right now the end is near i mean very near Mm. and we had the we had the report with the quotes from bill gates that they really missed out they had the antitrust stuff happening and they feel like they really missed a huge opportunity in mobile bill thinks that they really could have been the android of today if they weren't fighting these other various battles at the time with the antitrust well that doesn't really matter now uh, Microsoft, they had the event with the Duo, their new device, Surface Duo and Surface Neo. Yes. And uh, one of which is going to actually carry Android. So they've completely checked out. They said, look, it's over for Windows Mobile. We're done with it. It's fine. We missed out. It's cool. We're going to do different things. And we can release a device with Android. It's fine with us. And I think that's that's a good move. But what does this mean for the pre-existing Windows phones that are out there, and more importantly, Windows 10 Mobile. And it turns out it's we are right at the end. 
of the thing. It's all winding down. We have a shutdown of the Windows Phone 8.1 App Store on December the 16th. What is today? It's the 9th. You got a week left with the App Store if you're still rocking this particular OS. And it just it lets me reminisce a little bit. I talked about that Nokia Lumia device back in the day, the yellow one. People were excited, man. Another player. Sweet. Getting back to the competition thing. It's kind of unfortunate to see this happen because options are good. It's, it's great when they work out and when they satisfy a particular need and then they can remain in the space and remain as an option if your needs as a customer change. But it just never carved out a big enough thing and it was right around that time when the app stores were emerging and it was all about who's supporting what i talked back in the day extensively about apps not being on android yet and that being a major differentiating factor between ios and android back i don't know what year 2012 2013 and then the apps that did exist they weren't quite as optimized things like this well for windows phone and BlackBerry to a certain extent when they were attempting to, to maintain their OS, they could never really convince developers that this was an area worth investing in. And so the end user, the customer, would suffer if they made this choice. In some cases, I'm sure in other ways, they benefited. Some people really liked. Look at the UI. That was unique, man. Did you have any fond memories? squares. I don't remember how long I used that Lumia for. Probably... I, I'm going to be honest, d definitely no longer than a month back then. But it was cool. It just, I just appreciated that it, was, it represented another operating system. Really, that was the cool thing at the time. But it's over now. Bill missed it. Microsoft missed it. They're admitting that they missed it, and they're taking a different approach now. Uh, they also, I don't know if you recall, they acquired Nokia's devi devices, Vision for seven billion dollars mm. so they gotta uh, they gotta write that off now like it's amazing when a, when a company gets to that scale there's just this the scale is so big that the mishaps are also big mm -hmm. and the investments are also big and sometimes you can't recuperate it but it's probably it's more important to recognize that google does this frequently in terms of killing products mm -hmm. it's important to recognize that know how to move on and they are moving on we're going to see microsoft devices with android in the near future so uh, r.i.p windows phone officially app store shutting down in seven days from the time we're filming this i'm not a big snapchat user will i don't know maybe you are probably no. not no but they're always trying to they're trying to get the youngsters all fired up that's really what they do at Snapchat. They get mm. the youngsters fired up. And you probably saw the stuff floating around. Look, I'm old. My face is old. I'm aging. You know, you saw that one. Or I'm a baby. Or, or before that, I'm a girl. And then everyone has to look at this is me. I'm a girl. You know, I think yeah. people did that to my, my face actually as well. I'm sure. Ran it through that thing. I think somebody tweeted that to me or something. Well, anyway, that appears to be the way to do it. That has been successful, the face swapping, face apps. All this stuff, for some reason, is it's rocket fuel for social media. Mm -hmm. People love yeah, it. Yeah, it makes sense. People love it. Well, they're doubling down over, oh. over at Snapchat, and they have a realistic bitmoji rolling out, which is uh, using deepfake technology. I know you're a big deepfake guy, Willie Do. You're always telling me hot news on what's going on with that. Well, they've, I guess in this case, this is one of the first commercial applications we've seen where they're using that technology to enhance their customers' experiences on Snapchat or at least keep people locked in so they can look at more ads. And the idea being is that you, you take a selfie, you insert your face into this more advanced Bitmoji. It's called Cameos, by the way. And then... Your face can go into all these various scenarios, which presumably could change all the time. And then you send it to your friends. Haha, ha, I'm in space. I'm singing a song on a park bench. I don't know. Uh, social media in 2019. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I hit the discover page of Instagram the other day. 
it's all it's a lot of reposts of TikTok now on the Discover page. Mm. And it's just a girl doing a dance. Mm -hmm. That's what it is now. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of trends on TikTok and then it just gets carried over onto Twitter. No, but it's not carried over. It's an actual screen capture. You still see the TikTok logo and then it's posted onto Instagram. That's oh. some weird meta stuff. But then I'm looking at the content saying, okay, so this is what TikTok is because I don't use TikTok. And it's people doing different dances. Mm. A lot of it. I'm sure there's other stuff going on over there. There definitely oh. is. But it's just, it's the the attention metric, man. Whole oh, baby, it's getting, that window's getting smaller and smaller. You got, to grab the attention now, you got a half a second. Mm. And it's like, it's all choreographed. It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know. Really, I just came here today because I wanted to tell you that. And I wanted to do the demonstration. The little dance. Yeah, that's why I came here today. So. They're trying to get, you know, stay in the groove. It's hard in 2019 to stay in the groove. This, the reason this is being reported on is because they're actually doing a trial run in France with this feature. It's not officially out yet, not for everybody. And it's going to allow people to uh, spend more time on their phones instead of real life. <laughs> it, it's going to allow people to put themselves in more fake scenarios so they can avoid actual scenarios and just communicate solely through so memes and everyone's a meme everything's a meme everything is funny here we have here we have one of the scenarios will's showing oh what yeah she's so tired and oh she's gonna watch netflix what's she gonna do i don't know that looks horrible that you're looks not happy with that it looks terrible what yeah but it's compared to bitmoji will what do you want here what are you what are you asking for? It's I, better than Bitmoji. I thought the face like scanning would Okay, be try more a different accurate. one. Try a different. It's got to be Maybe more. Maybe that's than that. a bad example. Yeah, because it's coming at you and Yes. Yes. What a what a business. Look, okay, there you go, throwing money. Oh. It's a bit uncanny. There's an uncanny effect. There's no neck. He has no neck. Yeah, you don't get a neck. All right. Stop being so demanding. <laughs> They're trying to allow you to communicate from the comfort of your uh, dingy couch. Right. Because you. Okay, that makes sense. So you don't get a neck. You're willing to sacrifice a neck in exchange for not getting up and yeah. going for a walk. Yeah. I don't know, man. How do you differentiate? Facebook is just going to take it, right? It'll be on Instagram in five minutes. They'll just hire those developers. Everybody will have the feature. We're, what are we in the future? We're all bitmojis. Mm -hmm. Just avatars. We're just avatars. We only communicate through memes. Because why would you ever describe anything? We just communicate through memes. We don't actually have language the way it is right now it's just i we just it's meme trading it's just meme commerce there you go kirk's right you find a really good version of the tiktok dance and then you deep fake your own face onto that and for some reason will's having fun looking at illustrations of my own face at the moment which is rude as far as i'm concerned but shout out to whoever took the time to do that because that looks that would take time. But Kirk's right. Why would you do anything if you can find a good version of the thing being done and then just and then just deep fake the face onto? It? Why am I do why am I here? What are we talking about? You remember Will once upon a time, I think I did a video on a really small smartphone, world's smallest smartphone. I've probably done a couple at this point. Well, the comments used to come in and say, those are those phones, those are prison phones. And I would and I didn't have any reason to not believe it, but mm -hmm. I never had evidence or proof that that was the case. But people said, Oh, Lou, you should know this, man. That's a prison phone right there. 
And how how would they expect you to know that? Well, they expect I've been around the block. They expect. Okay. And so we have this news story today. Logan County officers catch mini cell phone contraband inside of shoes. And this is pretty cool. They, they actually weren't, the ones that they found, that they discovered, weren't as small as this Zanko that Will is showing off, which, which at the time was calling itself the world's smallest phone. It's the size of an SD card. They actually didn't get their hands on that Zanko, smaller than a Bic lighter. And I'm, I'm talking a small size Bic lighter. Smaller than a pack of Heinz ketchup. Instead, this one is, a, is slightly bigger than that one. And what they did, somebody tried to smuggle these phones into prison, to jail, in the sole of a shoe, and then cover it up with the insole and have it below that. And I guess you're, I guess you're allowed to deliver shoes to somebody in prison. I didn't. Hmm. Is that allowed? I, I thought, are they wearing cool sneakers in prison or... Do you have to wear the whatever is given to you? Well, anyway, they were trying to get them in this way, and they had piled three tiny little phones, cut out portions of the sole so that the insole could lay flat. But, of course, what is he, the warden? The dude who's running the prison gets these shoes coming through. He says, let me take a peek at these shoes. Oh. Flips up the insole and says, hey, we got phones in here. Now, apparently, it's a big issue inside of prisons. People get access to phones. They could call the outside world. They could they can maintain the criminal operation from inside those walls. The the shot caller. Yeah, you know about that. Well, that's what you are sitting over there, calling I shots. I guess so. And so so anyway, it's a big issue. Some people are saying, at least in this particular news story, that they need some kind of cell phone blocker operating within the prison in order to just jam all potential connections. So even if you could smuggle these tiny little cell phones into the into the space, they wouldn't operate anyways. No reception. No reception. Because you know, you know what he was saying. Like obviously in this case, we see it coming in in a shoe. But what the warden was saying, he was saying you could hide these in a cavity. Mm. That's got, where I thought they were going. You got any cavities? <laughs> yeah. No, they don't mean the dentist. They don't mean the dentist, yeah, Will. I, yeah. They don't mean the dentist when they say that. Yeah. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> so I that's how you. small these phones are. And they're coming in and out of prisons in all kinds of different ways. So here's a here's a here's a case where they caught them on the way in. But it's kind of cool to see the way they try to try to make it happen. Carve out the sole of their shoe. Didn't work out in this case. I'm sure it does work out sometimes. Well, I guess it worked out for the warden. It depends who you wanted it to work out for. Mm-hmm. If you're the prisoner, well, it didn't work out. No. Netflix earmarks $420 million to fight Disney in India. You brought this story to my attention. Netflix is going for world domination in the media landscape. Well, I don't know if you knew that. I was talking to Reed Hastings. I was talking to him before we started yeah. shooting. Yeah, that yeah, was who I was on the phone to. Oh, well. Yeah, that's who I was on the phone to. Okay, I apologize. That never happened. Well, they're winning a lot of... You know, Golden Globes. Is that what? The, is that what you would win? I think so. If you is were it? if you were making shows, you would win a, some Golden Globes. I think so. Maybe you would. I think you would. Yeah, they just uh, they expanded into all kinds of parts of the world, and they've had what looks like success in in a lot of these places, including in India. I mean, four hundred and twenty million dollars. That's almost half a billion dollars mm. into that market. And that's a lot of money. It's it's a significant amount of money because their latest plan in India is like $2.80 a month. So when you start doing the math on profitability, if it's even there, or maybe they're just full out in customer acquisition mode where they might even lose a few bucks mm. in exchange for building up this massive user base. Disney has a different program going on in India specifically. It's not... Disney Plus, they have a, a, a cooler name for it. You're going to like this name. What is it? What did Disney call it? They call it Hot Star. Don't you want to sign up for Disney Hot Star? Hot Star? Yeah, that's right, Will. You want to sign up for that. Uh, so they're going head-to-head -head just like they are over here, but they're going head-to-head -head in India with Indian content. couple hot shows on Netflix 
that people people really felt they had to be signed up for sacred games doesn't that sound salacious sacred games and also a very popular animated show mighty little beam how about this to blow your mind? Netflix is expected to spend $15 billion on content globally next year. 15 billies. Hmm. On their own content? 15 billies. I guess they're making a lot of So we just stuff. talked about how Daimler, the parent Mercedes company, is going to put 11.8 billies into electric vehicles they put 15 billies into content what mm. cameras humans makeup ready set go 15 billies man people are expensive yeah that's wild well if they're gonna keep on making like the irishman or something stuff like that i don't mind you feel like that costs it's a, a few dollars investment. you feel yeah. like that costs a few dollars oh yeah <laughs> It has 158 million subscribers globally. 158 million paying subscribers, Will. You don't want to you don't want to do the math on that monthly. You don't want to do the math. It's a scary number. But it's cool to see them going into these different markets and paying attention to these markets. I like that. Don't just come in and distribute the same stuff, but figure out what that market wants and make that and that's what they do. They put out the sacred games. And I'm sure the Indian audience can tell us they sit around, they wait for, you know, they binge, they binge watch the sacred games. Should uh, T-Series be scared? Nah, think? because T-Series, there's no subscription, no subscription necessary. Netflix, yeah. they got a, it's a paid, it's a paid deal. It's, it's all, it always bothers me being here in North America and seeing the cost for these subscriptions. I know it's not a fair comparison. People always tell me, hey man, Look, the salaries and everything else, you got to make the adjustment. Obviously, you got to make the adjustment, but you're getting Netflix for $2.8, $2.80. I think the hot star is like 17 bucks a year or something. Mm. You can have every subscription out there, Will. Mm -hmm. Ah, so I was right. It sounds like they're being really aggressive right now and not focusing too much on profit because in the financial year that ended in March, the company posted revenue of $65 million and profit of $720,000 for its India business. Mm. So $65 million in revenue and only $720,000 in profit. So it's all about becoming the player right now. Mm -hmm. And this is actually a good moment. Ask the Indian audience specifically, is that Netflix subscription, is it something you have to have now? Do you are you are you locked in? Are you locked and loaded? Is Mr. Reed Hastings on to you? And are you a subscriber for life? Or could you care less? You could be a hot star in five minutes. I want to know. I want to know if Hot Star is hotter than Sacred Games. That's what I want to know. I'm real curious. Anyway, that's it for me, Will. It's a wrap. It's another day in the life, as it would be, as it should be. What a time to be alive, as I've said before. I took a high stick last night, so I got a little bit of a bruise over here, and I got a scratch right here, square down the nose. Mm, took a high stick. You know what I said to the guy? I said, that's nasty. I said, that's a nasty one. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't angry. I just said, that's yeah. a nasty one. And he said, you know, you could wear a cage. You don't have to wear that visor. You could wear a cage. Mm. That was what, what he said. And I said, it's still high sticking. You still get a penalty. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You got the cage or no cage. But nonetheless, I wear... The battle scars. It's part of the game. There you go. It's part of the game. Get your eye gouged out. Part of the game. Part of the game. Play a sport. Get on with it. Or uh, make a bitmoji of yourself. You can do that too. Yeah. yeah, guess what? There's no bruises and scratches in the bitmoji life. There's options. You're real safe yeah. with the blanket on the couch. 2019. Willie do. <laughs>